0: Pentecostal Church this from liberal Kansas. how many of you guys remember when he was here last year? when when we've started pastors mentioned that they had scheduled him for this morning, it was uh everybody remembered your message the way, <laughs> and we're just like, yeah, so so I hope Pastor Eric warned you're not to preach that same message again because well, of course we'll be able to do a great job of amening you because we'll have heard it before of it. But anyway, so let's just stand and give him a round of applause as he comes to minister the word to us this morning. Praise the Lord. Can somebody say praise the Lord? Give me one more praise the Lord. One more praise the Lord. Amen. Thank God for you just morning. Amen. I love what she said about the offering. I was telling my people while back, I say, I appreciate it if you don't give me anything. And I appreciate it if you don't bring and don't give the money to the church. But I would love it if you gave it to God. Because God don't change. He's the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. How many of you are giving unto the Lord? Come on, look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, give it as unto the Lord. And believe me, he will bless you. I thank God for your pastor, Brother Cox. He's the most down-to-earth guy I ever met. I'll never will forget, we was building our church and I happened to come through and thank God for Brother Joe Newman being with me. Just kind of wave your hand there, brother. He's he's my right-hand man. We've been together a long time, but anyway, I I was coming through here in the process of building our church and I walked in and I remember meeting your pastor and introducing myself to your pastor. And he says, oh, I know you. I said, oh, God. <laughs> in, in the before or the after or the now, he's a wonderful man. Brother Cox has a heart. He's got a wife with a heart and you people have hearts. And I tell you, whether it's unity there is strength. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. It will be formed, but it will not prosper. So I tell people all the time, don't be disturbed when you see it form itself. You know, when I was a kid, my brother always had this thing, he'd wait till it got dark and he'd get the flashlight and he would put his hand over the light and Make a great big shape, And we start hollering and screaming. Ain't been touched by nothing, but yet we screaming. We we were screaming at the form of it. I encourage people, don't, don't start hollering at the form of it. Amen. It won't come nigh thee. Amen. We thank God for everybody. God has been good. Church is being blessed. I love it. It's nice and cool in here. I want to preach to you very shortly this morning from a subject called decision. Look at your neighbor and say decision. Decision. I'm going to shut this off. I want you to go to the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 26. The Bible says, God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish, and over the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. I've entitled this message. Look at your neighbor and Neighbor, I'm not a slave. I'm going to tell them again. I'm not a slave. The church is full of slaves today. The church is full of slaves today. And um, God gave us dominion. And there's no no, no, no such thing as an unimportant decision. But when you make a decision out of your emotions... It can easily be broke over the knee of the adversary. But when you make a decision based upon God's word, it will stand. For heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one dot, not till of his word, for his word will ever remain. For Psalms 107 verse 20 says, and I sent my word to heal and to deliver from destruction. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word is God. The decisions that we make, if we make them based upon God's word, it will work. Amen? But I found, amen, decisions are important. Every decision we make is important. I took the time. I want you to go with me to Mark 4 and 34. Mark 4 and 34. We want to we do what Jesus said. I come to set the captive free. There's no slaves in God's kingdom but we become slaves of circumstances. We, 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 we become slaves of circumstances. When, when God has plainly spoken, say, I've given you dominion on this earth. I have given you power over this earth. I've given you control on this earth, but I, I I wrote something down here and, and, And I wrote it like this. Um, There's no such thing as an unimportant decision. God never intended for man to be a slave of circumstances. And one of the things I always hear, people say, I would love to go, but I can't. If only I had this, I would do that. If only I was over here, I would be free. You become a slave of circumstances. And so, as he spoke with me, it brought to me Mark 4 and 35. The scripture said, um, it was Mark 4 and 35. It's talking about the boat and the fishermen. He said, and, uh, and the same day when the evening was come, he said unto them, let us pass over into the other side. I want to draw your attention to something. When they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. There was also with him other little ships. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat up on the ship, so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on the pillow. And they awake him, and saying unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? He arose, and he rebuked the wind, and said unto the sea, Peace be still. We always have talked about when he spoke to the sea and said, Peace be still. I always wondered why he had to rebuke the wind and then turn around and say, Peace be still. But we understand that as long as the wind is blowing, you cannot bring peace to the sea. For it is the wind that stirred up the sea. You got to deal with the wind and then bring peace to the other. For the wind will carry you, and there are many people right now, have allowed things in their life. Winds that came into their life, it has blown them. And if the truth be known, they still been carried by that wind. You wound up somewhere that you never intended on being because somebody blew into your life. Many of people are on jobs that they never intended on being because somebody blew into their life. And the truth is the wind is still blowing and they still can't be still. And they want the peace. And so we pray for people to have peace and seem like it's going to happen, but it really never happened. Because the wind is still blowing. And when the wind blows, it carries you. Of course, oftentimes the wind will blow you into something and cause a lot more damage. It reminds me of Gilligan's Island in the SSO Soveno on a three-hour tour. And the last I checked, they were still traveling. Some folks took a short trip, and they still haven't got there yet. And folks think that you belong on the island, but you know that's not where you really want to be. You're just trying to make the best of it, having to live with Gilligan. Am I in the right church? We've got to bring the wind to a halt. You're trying to get peace without selling the wind. We, we, we pray for peace, but sometime, if you'll notice, he said, peace, be still. But how did he deal with the wind? He rebuked it. Sometime, in order to bring peace into a situation, the winds got to be rebuked. It might seem hard. It might seem rude. But every now and then, you got to rise up and say, Shut up! And then look to those that, amen, brought so much calmness in your life and those that you used to enjoy. Then you have to turn around and say, Peace! And y'all get somewhere and be still. Oh, oh. Sometimes you don't want to tell them to be still because you know you enjoyed them so much. They ain't going to understand you. Speaking to me like that. Uh oh. But I'm going somewhere with this thing this morning. Look at your neighbor and say, Peace. Be still. We done dealt with the wind. Things happen when you deal with the wind. I've learned this in the beginning. When you allow the wind to keep moving, it do just that much more destruction. Soon as I recognize the wind blowing, I don't give it a chance to slam something up against the wall. I raise up and say, shut up. Because I already know what the, the outcome going to be. Wind don't like to be rebuked. Can I preach to you? So, as he told them, he said, and he said unto them, why is said, peace be still? And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? For when the Bible says God has dealt to every man a measure of faith. So in the beginning, I said, we never make an unimportant decision. I said that God has given us dominion on this earth. In my times, they used to talk about a slave. Amen. When you speak about being a slave, it's, it's one that's dominated by the influence of another. And so I say there are too many slaves in the church because we've got so many folks in the church being dominated by one thing or another. And when you're being dominated by something else, then you're not free when the Bible says, and them whom the Son of God has set free is free indeed. So why are you not feeling free? Because I wrote this down. Dominion only comes through exercising our will to make decisions. Slaves choose to get out and can't go nowhere. We're no longer slaves anymore. We've been going through a drought down there in in the Balco spot. My friend, brother Joe Newman, we decided one day we say, okay, we're we're not reaching out for souls, but we're bringing people together because there's something we want from God. So we started meeting in a little old barn somewhere. I don't even know where the barn is now, but I'm out there every, every Thursday. And we started with a couple, and then a couple, and a couple of more, and a couple of more, and a couple of more. And the only reason we come together is to take dominion and call down rain from heaven. And it had been going on for, I don't know, a few months, right, brother? And uh, the other, the week before last, we were praying, and after we had been fasting, because, see, I'm not bringing them together to get them to live right. I want you to understand that. We're coming together for another purpose. Amen. I'm not, we're not building a church. I'm not trying to rectify nobody. But I'm trying to get some help. For the Bible says, where there's unity, there's strength. And so the other day, we, we came together, and we've been fasting and praying. And oh, every other Thursday, and as we walked out, I, I looked back, and I told the folks, I say, my truck's wet. My pickup is wet. Rain began to fall down. Because I want to encourage you, amen, that God has given us dominion. I don't know whether you believe it or not, but God has given us dominion. You see, that word does not move you, it does not excite you when you really don't know the power of dominion. And when you know the power of dominion, if you really don't believe you got dominion, it doesn't doesn't interest you. But I don't know about you, but when you own a job and a man gives you a promotion and tells you I have made you the head you, something on the inside of you changes. We call it the big head. Somebody ought to get the big head this morning. Y'all ain't hearing me. We all can identify. We look at people and we say, you know what? He was different when he was just one of us. But now that they have placed that badge on him and they gave him that position, look how he acts. I want to see somebody change their action just morning and recognize you got a badge and you got dominion to cast the devil down. Am I in the right church? Faith without works is dead. Yeah, some somebody don't hear what I'm saying. Is this thing working? Because I need to hear myself just morning. I get excited when I find out I got a little power in my book. You you hear what I'm saying? If you really want to know somebody, just give them the power. I don't believe it's a person in here. You experience the change. Somebody say, you know what? Since they put me in this position, it's different. I don't like it. They don't like it because with that position comes a little more suffering. People don't like you. Somebody, hey amen. There was this, this, uh, this woman named uh, what's her name? Whoopi Goldberg, and she had a friend, and they always were broken and pole. And she told her friend, "If one of us ever make it out, we got to come back and get the other." And so Whoopi made it out, and she went back to get her friend, and she said, "No, I don't want you. I don't like you. You think you're something. See, that comes with being in that door. There's a price you pay. I've seen good friends separate because, uh uh-oh, he's got the power. It wasn't the power, but the fact he had to exercise his authority. When you began to exercise your authority... You're going to make the enemy mad. I don't care about you having authority long as you don't exercise your authority. I don't care about having the power to make decisions long as you don't make no decisions. I'm cool with that. But the minute you stand up and start calling shots and making decisions and stop being a slave and realize, amen, that nobody's going to dominate over me anymore because God has given me the power and whom the Lord has set free is free indeed. You begin to smile. You begin to feel better y'all ain't feeling me. See, we say we got a lot of faith, but I know something about when you really believe something, it changes you. It causes you to act different, walk different, talk different. People receive you different. Am I preaching? But when you are a slave, you become a man dominated by circumstances. I would love to take me and my wife and go somewhere, but guess what? We can't do it because we don't have the money. You're being dominated because you're not doing So now you're just living and being told staying where you don't want to stay, doing what you don't want to do, acting like you don't want to act, eating what you don't want to eat, wearing what you don't want to wear, speaking what you don't want to speak. Somebody want to raise their hand and say, God has been good and he's blessing me, but you can't say that because you're going through hell right now. And I didn't say heaven. So you're being dominated. And I can tell you this, any person that's being dominated is not happy. You're just living. You're just existing. But my Bible saying he came that you would have life and life more abundantly. Somebody need to know you've got the power to rebuke the devil. You can rebuke him off your finances. I'm not talking about a burst of energy and an emotional outbreak because emotional decisions is broken over the knee of the adversary. You get all emotional. You say, I rebuke you, devil. I'm going to preach to you. And then your emotions go back down, and you say, why is he fooling with me? It it, it don't impress me, but I want people to to speak because the word said it. Because he cannot break the word. The word will always stand. I heard somebody saying about giving, you don't give out of your emotions. Because they change. Emotions is like water. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometime you don't. Sometime you feel like giving, sometime you don't. An unstable person. Let me say it like this. A double-minded person is unstable in all his ways, and he will not receive the things of God. God rewards the faithful. Mm. When you're operating in the soulless realm, and I've spoken about it many times before, it just don't work. The soulless realm, which is the mind, will, and emotions, it don't work. You got to get into a spiritual realm. But you got to operate according to the word because the Bible says the word is sharper than any two edged sword; It pierces between the joint, the bone, and the marrow. They are so close that you think you're operating in God when you're operating in the soul. Between the bone and the marrow because the marrow is on the inside of the bone. And, and the only thing that's sharp enough to get it in and cut that out is the word of God. It will get through them. Soul and the spirit. And those that sow it to the flesh shall reap corruption. How do you know you're operating in the spirit of God? The Bible says, try the spirit and see whether it be of God. Who is good enough to try the spirit? God's word himself. If the spirit that you're operating in lines up with God's word, now you know you're in the right spirit. If it does not line up with God's word, now you know you're in the soulish realm. The Bible says, I will that you would prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. The soul, which is the mind, will, and emotions, he wants us to grow up. Or you're nothing more than having like a tutor. Although you've inherited all, you're not old enough. You haven't come into maturity. So now you've got to have a tutor to handle your stuff for you and give it to you when he thinks you ought to have it, when you ought to be able to get it, when you get ready, if you grow up. Am I with Are you with me? So I I want to ask you now, I, I said it like this him. It's like this here. But if you, if your decision lines up with his word, you got something to back you up. Slaves abound. And the truth be known, too many slaves in the church. I, 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 I worked and, and I was on a job and I didn't like the job and I was paying my tithes and somebody say, I don't know how you said that fear and step out anyway in fear. How did you say that? Do do it anyway. Do it afraid. I like that. That sounds like a song I used to sing. Do it anyway. No. Y'all too young for that. Listen to me. This is real. I had a dog named Puggy was a boxer, you know, the more boxer slob. I would let him out, and everybody would see the slob on his mouth, and they'd run. They said, that dog will kill you because I told him he had rabies, you know. <laughs> really, he just wanted to lick him, but that stuff, I said, he got rabies. Don't let him get you. So nobody wouldn't bother me, you know. Anyway, I had this dog, and, and, and every morning we had a clothesline. You know, we used to have them washers and dryers, you know, you you. You got that? Still do. I know them clothes is fresh. So I watched the dog get up every every morning. We'd get up, and I'd look out, and he'd, he'd get up. And he'd, he'd go this far down the, the clothesline, and he'd turn around. And he'd go back, and he'd make a couple of laps, and then he'd, he'd lay back down. I don't have a dog today because I always said, if I can't, if I can't have a dog and let him run free, I won't put him on a chain. Life is too short and the world is too big for him to be able to go here and here every day and watch him. And you set a tub of water there and that's it. And, and I watched the dog. Because he couldn't go so far, the flies would build right around him and then they started eating on his ear. This is what, when you become a slave, happens. And I don't have a dog today. Got a good big big yard. I said, that's, that's still not enough room. So I began to watch my mother. She would get up at usually about 4.30, get ready, be at the restaurant about 5, get to prep cooking and get everything warmed up so she could open the doors at 6 and feed everybody. And every day she'd get up and she'd do that same thing. It was okay. She didn't complain because she had children to feed. Thank God for it. But I looked and I said, wow, is that the way my life going to be? I saw that. I'm a young kid, and I'm watching. it. Is that it? Seriously. So then I found myself. Got me a job. When she gets sick, she had to work her days off so she could have extra money to buy clothes for the kids. I watched that, and I watched that, and then the next day, you no know, diamonds. I am on my job. I'm walking three blocks. I punch the clock. I walk back, I get through, and I get up, and I the same thing. Now, it's okay if, you, if that's the life you want. Don't get me wrong, but if that ain't the life you want, then you shouldn't be there. You ought to believe God for something better and greater. Am I in the right place? And so I watched that, and I said, man, there's a whole world out there, and I'm stuck in just liberal. Well, I begin to get the vision. I said, it's got to be better. Nothing changed till I got to know Jesus. Jesus. And I began to listen at the preacher, and he began to tell me about this faith thing, and, and God can do that for you, and he can make you the head, not to tell a lender, not to borrow above and not beneath and I'm saying, what is he talking about? Because I got an eighth grade education. and You know, some folks say, if you don't get your education, you'll never amount to anything, but that's a lie when it comes to God. Okay? God let me know this here. Not many wise men will call. He chose the foolish. You found the wise, the weak, to deal with the strong. Amen. So that was my hope. You know what the Lord did? He quickened me. He said, if I be for you, I'm more than the whole world against you. When I got a hold to that, I said, well, God is on my side. And, 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 and I said, I don't have to be a slave anymore. Do you not know when they set them free Moses came to bring them out of Egypt. They brought them out, but some of them wanted to go back. Do you know we got a lot of slaves in the church that are afraid to go out? They turned and said, no, no, no. I see it, and I can see freedom, but you just don't know. When I went for my freedom, I got six brothers. Five of them told me, don't do it, man. You can lose everything you got. I said, well, they make new cars every day. They make new houses every day. They got a lot of jobs out there. I'm stepping out, man. See, we got to get rid of the fear. And as she said earlier, she don't know it. When I stepped out, I was like, here you go. I know exactly what you're talking about. Somebody said, you had a lot of faith. I said, if I did, I couldn't see it. But I stepped out anyway. Once I stepped out, the preacher started talking about giving money. I said, wait a minute, man. I just quit my job. <laughs> you should have caught me when I was getting that $300 every two weeks. But you know what I did? I gave, I put the money in the plate. I'm trying to help somebody. Fear is going to be there. But God said, To who you yield your members to, to him you become a servant. Fear going to show up, but I don't have to yield to it. I can go on and do it anyway. Am I in the right church? When slaves, when they brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, fear overcame. And when God shifted his heart and they began to hear the horses and the chariots, They said, oh, God, you should have left us there. I wish to God you had just left. Wouldn't we all right? We wouldn't have it, but we had something to eat. How many of you think like that when it's time to step out, when it's time to give? You say, I know I could use that blessing of God, but, you know, this little bit I got, it's okay. I'm going to stick with that. I'm safe with it. Uh-oh. Faith without works is dead. When you become a victim, when you become a slave, you're no longer happy. You just existed. You're just going through the motions. Know when you know when you're a slave, all you do is start to complain. You just start to complain. That's a sign of being a slave. How many slaves do we have in the church today? How many? Oh, they're not just black no more. We, we used to look and we say, yeah, they free. And we identified freedom by color. They the slaves. We the free one. Oh, honey. You done got in a trap. You got just as many white slaves, Latino slaves, black slaves as ever before. And the thing is now, They can be free. They choose not to be. What are you a slave to today? Who's holding you captive? What's holding you captive? What's dominating you today that you get up every morning and say, I'm tired? I wish I was free. How do I get free? Now, faith is the substance of things, hope, and the evidence of things not seen. You got to step out and believe God. My freedom, I don't know what it's going to take for you, but my freedom came through me obeying God's word. I began to give. I had just took my wife off the job because some fired-up preacher come to the church talking about, I believe your wife ought to be at home. But I was just weak and foolish enough to say, I'm with you, brother. So my wife, we walk out to church, and I said, honey, you don't have to go back no more. She said, praise God, that was a good message. (laughs) I could feel the anointing. I didn't feel it, but I'm going to go ahead and do it anyhow. Do you not know that God blessed from that day on? Took her off her job. We wouldn't even make it then. Took off her job and we started making it. Then the preacher, I didn't know nothing about tides. I run up to the swimming pool and I say, Pastor, what's this tide stuff? He say, well, brother. What's he smiling about? It must be good for me. It says, when you take 10% and bring it and just drop it in this bucket up here. I said, all right. Told my wife, I said, well, I'm going to give 10% to the church. My wife looked and said, honey, I just quit my job. (laughs) She said, but she was a a good woman. I said, let's do it. Now, I'm going to tell you what fear did for me. I was so afraid to give it. I said, honey, now here's the deal. Get the check and just take it out and don't show me what it is. Just do it. I meant that. I, I, I don't mean, I said, I'll give while it feels good. But if I see it tight, I'll put God on hold. So I say, just do it. I don't want to know. Just do it. Just do it. And I remember this stuff started. And one day I asked, I said, if we got any money in the savings. I didn't ask that stuff. I just did something. I said, how much? She said, we got $10,000. I said, good Lord, let's go on a vacation. <laughs> being real it's the truth i ain't never had no ten thousand dollars in my life and i said why you didn't tell me she said you didn't ask me and i'm glad she didn't tell me because we never would have made it to ten thousand i'd have broken at (laughs) a thousand the lord just blessed from then on out i'm trying to encourage somebody i said i refuse to be a slave anymore I was given fifteen dollars a week and then it got up to twenty. And one time I looked and I, she passed the check to me and it had sixty-five. I said, that's a lot of money, sixty-five dollars a week. I wouldn't make it that kind. I didn't think. I said, that's too much to be given to church. I could get me a card and the papers wouldn't be two hundred a month. That's pretty close. You know, I went to adding, you know, I gotta slip a car in on God. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. I didn't do it. I was getting ready to slip a car in on God, and by being obedient, I wind up with the car lot. I, I, and, and blessed me to buy the kind, of, sell the kind of cars I want. And just a few months ago, I was always buying the cheaper cars, you know, the three and $4,000 cars. I hired me a new salesman, and he said, I want to sell that new stuff. So I said, well, sell the new stuff. So we're selling those 2010 Camaros and stuff like that. But I'm just letting you know, God don't want no more slaves. He come to set the captive free. And whom the son of man has set free is free indeed. You need to know right now, you are free. Quit thinking you in bondage. You're free. And when you're free, Act like the dog I used to have. He'd be locked up so long when we turn him loose, his tail flipped and he gone. (laughs) He'd be so happy. He just chasing it. He just chasing it on tail. I say, get it. It's still there. Just morning. I want to let you know. Lose that old mentality. Quit. Quit thinking a way to stay in bondage. Start thanking God that you're not in bondage. My wife had to beg me to take my vacation. I couldn't afford to take a vacation. Had all that money, and couldn't afford. it I had that old mentality, and I remember true story. I told we was gonna go. They packed up. It was Friday. I was like, right. I'm, just, I'm getting. I, you don't know, I literally got sick. She said, we're going. We're going. You done promised me. I said, I know, I know. So I'm dragging my feet. Here it is Friday. Four been going, at 6. Here it is 30. Here it is 7 o'clock. I looked up. And they was in the car. They said, you going? I said, oh, God. Y'all want to know what happened to me? I got in the back seat. I didn't want to drive. I'm sick. I'm holding my stomach. I'm telling you, I was so messed up. We was going to Colorado. Had never been there. Took the long way to Colorado. I went to Del Hart. Clayton then shot back down. It got the raining. And I said, well, let's stop and see my brother. He lives in Del Hart. She said, no, we ain't stopping nowhere. I know you. I got sick of dead. I said, that might have been my escape. We got all the way to Colorado Springs. It's probably about 2, 3.30 in the morning. You know, I don't have a problem taking a trip no more. That mentality will get you. You got to change this, stinking thinking. Romans 12 and 2 say, Be ye that transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may be able to prove that which is good and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable servant. You know what God's will is for us? That we would have life and life more abundantly. How you going to prove his will? The mind got to be transformed. People talk about sin. Wrong is wrong. We bring glory to God when we live the way God wants us to live. Am I in the right, church? Enjoy your life. Enjoy your church. Enjoy God. Enjoy what he left you. You can do it. Whatever you want to do. I was raving 230-something pounds. I said, I'm going to get it on down. Brought it down to 180. That's where I want to be because I don't want to get too little because people might want to whoop me. You know, what I, I need a little weight where I can kind of get them off in case Jesus don't get there in time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Amen. Some of you brothers know what I'm talking about, right? Amen. I'm gonna encourage you this morning. No more slaves in the church. If you want to take a vacation and do something nice with your wife, too many people say we're going to do it. When I retire, you don't get to do it. Too many people say we can't afford it. But yet, if somebody die in Chicago, you get the money and you go. Am I right? And think nothing about it. But you can't afford to go down the street and get a motel and and, and just kick back for a night or two. You don't want to. No more slaves in the church. We're free. We We will take dominion not be controlled by circumstances. We will control the circumstances. I tell people, money ain't got me. I got money. Don't let money control you. You control the money. If you want to give, give. Don't let money tell you you can't give. Take control. No more slaves in the church. Get a lot of hand praise. (laughs) Last scripture: Luke eight and twenty-two. Luke eight and twenty-two, saying, "The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and the chief priests." and scribes, and be slain, and be raised the third day. And he said unto them, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. Whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, the same shall have it. For what is man's advantage if he gains the whole world and lose himself, or be cast away? Let me say this here to you. Are you ready? You want to be free, stand to your feet. Whatever is holding you, let it go. The only person or thing should be holding you right now is him. About your heads while your heads are am I'm, I'm not going to do a long thing here but I want you to be real with yourself amen I want you to be real with yourself I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to pray that the thing that has dominion over you that you take dominion over it I don't, I don't want you to drag long I want you to just move quickly at the count of three, I'm going to say, come up. I'm going to lay hands up on you because you know what? I'm not bound by anything. At the count of three, come quickly. One, two, three, come quickly. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. Tired of waking up, being bound. Waking up. In Egypt, one more time. One and how long, as the children of Israel was in Egypt, waiting on somebody to come, always waiting on a deliverer. When God says, "What sayest thou? Shall I come down or shall I rise above?" For it is even nigh thee even in thy mouth. Been there, done that, got a t-shirt, locked up, wanting to do things that I saw everybody else do, watching everybody else free, and I'm still bound, watching men take their wives and get on a plane and fly, and all I can do is go to work and make it back to the yard wanting to treat my wife special like the other men treated their wife, and I couldn't do it. So because I couldn't do it, I became more depressed. God let me know. He said he has no respect to person. What he did for others, he'll do the same for you. And I looked at myself and I said, well, I don't have an education. I, I'm not one. Nobody's front. Nobody wants me. Nobody wants to hire me. Nobody wants to give me a break with a good job. I'm always getting a penny and a job. How am I going to do it? I'm not trying to brag, but I'm going to say with God that I'm probably the wealthiest black man in town. And I've traveled and I've flown. And if I choose to fly right now, I'll call them and say, get on the plane, we're gone. And I didn't get my money from the church. I got it from God. So the first thing I want you to do, all that negative thinking you've been thinking about yourself, it get rid of it right now. That old mentality, that's got to go. That comparing yourself with others, that's got to go. What man said about you, that's got to go. Because they said, I would never amount to anything. All that's got to go. All of it. Because God... It's going to set some folks free today. Some of you have put your dreams and just canceled them out. Over 15 years ago, a home that I wanted, over 15 years ago, no, it was over, probably 20 years ago, me and my wife walked walked up in the yard, and, and I didn't have a dime to buy it. But I put my foot on the ground, and maybe 20 years later, I bought it. Did I have the money? No. Somebody wrote me a check for $57,000. And I got to thinking, I said, you know, I claimed this house. If your ways please the Lord, He'll make your enemy your footstool. You're going to be blessed today. Minds is changing. I'm gonna pray for you as I come around. I, I just want one word out of you. Just say yes, Lord. That that that's I'm, I'm gonna touch every one of you. And I, all I want you to do, just say yes, Lord. As He told Mary, He, he prophesied, that she go, He said, "Be it unto me." That was it. it. I didn't have to get into a whole big discussion. If you want to put it on me, okay, do it. Just say, "Be it unto me, Lord," from your heart, right now, with your heads bowed. Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus that the old stinking thinking is gone. And I am believing you, Lord. Not by anything that I've done, but because of what you've done. In Jesus' name, speak the word and say what? Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be it unto me. Say, yes, Lord, I receive. Come on. Yes, Lord. Say it again.